Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Joe McAdam is all about aging, specifically the best songs about aging, the best songs about aging out, actually. There are no Blink-182 or no effects songs on this list. It's a short, fun episode with Joe. I really, really enjoy doing these. We're doing another one at the end of the week. Hopefully you enjoy them too. If you've enjoyed this show over the last 13 years, please consider donating to our Patreon account. It's available in this podcast description and on our About page. We are in the 700s of shows, so there's a lot of catalog for you to uh, go through if you want. All of those episodes are on youmethemeverybody.com, and the last year of shows is available in our iTunes and Spotify feeds. Without further ado, Joe and I on Songs About Aging Out. Joe, how are you? Feeling tired, but I'm good. It's, it's, it's like 8 in the morning. It is 8 in the morning where you are. It's 11 in the morning where I am. I have to, uh, my life revolves around pickups and drop-offs and dealing with a baby. So I am definitely feeling my age, hence the idea for this show. I wanted to do the best songs about aging, most likely, most likely, Jesus. Not especially aging, just aging out. So if we're going to do the best songs about aging or the most important songs about aging, um, there's an entire like pop punk genre that qualifies for this that I don't want to touch. Um, there's an entire subset of blues that I didn't want to touch. Just regular songs that no members of Blink-182 or anyone that's in no effects is part of best songs about aging out. Does that make sense? But doesn't, don't you find that you get the blues? Fuck you, man. By aging? Does that, does that affect anything? Oh, God. Maybe we shouldn't have recorded so early for you. <laughs> don't you get the... Uh, the, the blues seems like it should qualify. I don't know. So fine. Number five, the blues. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, you ready to do this? We'll do five each. Is that okay? <laughs> well, that was my list. Uh, the, I got the blues. All right. Yeah, I, I got this. Martin Scorsese presents the blues. Okay. Uh, all right. You want me to go first? You go first. You're number five. Number five, My Block by Scarface. Every day has been the same old thing on my block. You either working or you're slanging cocaine on my block. You had to hustle, because that's how we was raised on my block. And you stayed it's on a, your It's a great song. It's, uh, Scarface is the best. It's about kind of, uh, well, it's, it's a little bit of growing out of, but, you know, I, it's hard to find a song like that that also isn't kind of reminiscing uh, as well. But this one's about, you know, the old neighborhood kind of thing. In an odd way, I feel like I have a spiritual pair, and I don't think this pairing has ever made sense unless you wrote for Pitchfork in like 2005. And my number five is the Hold Steady, Stay Positive. I kinda wanna hold friends that are getting back in touch, and it's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, it feels pretty good. I get a lot of double takes when I'm That makes sense. Similar vibe. Yeah, they're like spiritual siblings. They sound nothing alike, but they're both kind of happy about the things that are happening in their old neighborhood slash blocks. Maybe <laughs> it's a stretch, man. Is I, I was never a huge into the whole city or they, they seem positive though. Right. It's not like a sad reminiscence. No, they are positive. Um, they're very positive. You look exactly like you should love the whole study. <laughs> I really do. I know a couple of theirs. I mean, I, I, Obviously, it, because I look the way I look, people tell me all the time I should like the whole steady. <laughs> I don't know if they're making a joke. And I get it, and sincere. I like them. No, it's, I just have that look. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, they kind of like this. 
this guy, this guy looks like he, you know, uh, sits at the corner of a bar and thinks about the good old days or something. <laughs> yeah, but you're really up to date uh, on all. The but yeah, no, I've, I've, to the I listen to the whole study. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I have all the, the tips, the, uh, you know, the hangouts for the weekend, and they're from uh, where Minneapolis or something. They're from Minneapolis slash New York. They're they are all from the Minneapolis St. Paul area, but then moved to New York, and that's when they started the whole study. Okay. Similar yeah, to your origin the, story of, uh, in Midwest. Yeah, is Kansas City the Midwest? They 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 would say so. Yes. Okay. So but yeah, I think people you are the comedic version of like the whole study. Midwest say no. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I, I that that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Next up, you ready for this? I guess. Losing my edge by LCD sound system. Thank you for picking that so I didn't have to pick that. I'm losing my edge. I'm losing my edge. To the kids from France. One of us was. That was the one that I knew one of us was going to pick it. Um, But I was there. And that's a a very relatable. All of the, the music from LCD sound system is relatable as a uh, um, someone who got into whatever they're doing it feels like later than uh, than other people <laughs> or like you haven't made it and, and you're still uh, like oh I'm I'm getting old and I still haven't done anything yet <laughs> uh, that makes all of LCD sound systems music relatable to me but this especially is about uh, <laughs> needing to stay relevant and worrying about the kids in a somewhat similar fashion my number four pick is nine inch nails everything it's the only nine inch nails song in a major key i think sort of fits the same spiritually as lcd sound system of this is the stuff that i did I am no longer doing those things. I'm somewhat okay with that. I'm still doing my own thing. I don't know uh, Nine Inch Nails as well. I know that's a that's a heavy hitter for you. Mm-hmm. What are they? I I guess hearing like a like a, a reminiscent song from them seems so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's um lyrically it makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna ping you over the video of it. Um, it was not a single. They'd never played it live, but someone made a fan fan video or hate video something like that wait so like a fan of the band made a video to make fun of them yes these these people on the internet they got nothing better to do than make fun of my man trent did you get it he's trying to express himself uh yeah yeah all right watch that here we go for the first 30 seconds it's uh clips from um tour footage and something from the broken ep and then uh 30 seconds in it transitions into the song that i am referencing i mean that like is the most shocking sound they could ever do yeah it doesn't make sense in terms of and then at two minutes and 39 seconds they put trent on a unicorn so that's what i'm referring to it's not the typical nine inch nails sound and it's something that kind of fits the lcd sound system catalog not exactly but you could see you could see how those two fit maybe more than anything from the downward spiral and anything from the LCD catalog. That that sounds far more, yes, like an LCD sound that's system all. song, which is, uh, that's fun. I like that song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs of the Nine Inch Nails catalog because it's a total outlier. 
And uh, like most Nine Inch Nails songs, there's sort of a curveball in there. There's a lot of positivity in there, but then at the end, there's a lot of resignation, and it doesn't end on a positive note. So I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, that's I'm I I am turned on to a new uh, Nine Inch Nails song. I like it. I'm All into right. it. What is your number three? Um, I'm gonna go with "Up the Junction" by Squeeze. Great song, a great band. I'm one of those songs that I'm kind of kicking myself for not thinking of. You have a much better list than I do. All my entire list is the is the last twenty years, and then I have about six to seven songs that are. I was going through list upon list of like this sort of makes sense, but what you're picking is much better than what I'm picking. So thank you for bringing Squeeze to the table. What initially drew you to this song? Uh, I forget. Like it's one of those where. I honestly don't remember where I first heard this. <laughs> or it's just like, it's one of those, it's always been in the background kind of songs. Like, ah, oh, that's just been around. It's really catchy. I'm always, I always am drawn to like whatever's catchy more than listening to some fucking British guy talk about getting old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't know. I, if, if you were to pin me down about what I, what I like in music, it's usually not lyrics first it's got to sound good first and so i'm always on that on that side of it and this song is extremely catchy first um and then also i like the lyrics too but it is you know just kind of like narrating growing old basically which uh you know i like more now that i'm old (laughs) i think i'm much more drawn to lyrics than anything else and i think that's why sharon van etten's 17 is my number three pick one of the newer songs on this list it's a protagonist singing to her younger self uh she's now a mother she has a daughter and um i think it was one of the best songs of 20 is it 2018 or 2019 of the last few years and um nico case covers a lot of this ground as well and i only wanted to have one of them on the list so i went with sharon van etten's 17 have you heard this song i don't think i have actually it's uh i have one like sharon van etten cd in the car and i forget which one it is (laughs) Her, her most recent is just great. Um, same with Jenny Lewis's record. I think it came out the same year. That just missed the list. They had similar vibes with uh, her, which was with Heads Gonna Roll, this with 17. I love saddish songs about the past and about how your youth was wasted. <laughs> that is, And it's not a Smashing Pumpkin song. <laughs> yeah, that's not 1979 or something. Yeah. Who is your number two? What is Does your that song count? Two? Is that on your list? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> number two uh, song Rock and Roll by A Giant Dog they are my, uh, probably my favorite rock band uh, that's still in existence I would say they are the most fun um, and this is a song that I would say is about just yeah that's like oh that's what we did we we decided to be a rock and roll band and then now i'm old <laughs> oops <laughs> kind of thing uh it's one of those and it's uh but they're they rule they still they still like i don't know i saw them a couple times in the last in the last few years and they put on the most fun show i don't think any band does like party rock anymore <laughs> and they do it very very well um so they're they're great they're the best and they're uh this is even if it is a like 
reminiscent song. It's very fun, and it is fun first. I think this is a fun song, but it's problematic fun, intentionally problematic fun. My number two is Grinderman's No Pussy Blues. My face is finished. My body's gone. And I can't help but think standing up here in all this applause and gazing down at all the young and the beautiful. Uh, Grinderman is the side project of, I think, four of the members of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Uh, it was the first single off the first record. They only had two. Nick Cave learned how to play guitar and wanted to play loud guitar, and he did with this and I don't think you could have a better song about a middle-aged man trying to convince someone to have sex with him. That whole record is kind of that vibe and it's, uh, it's really good. It's a great record. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when, uh, that record came out cause it was right, uh, when Amy Winehouse's back in black came out and Jessica Hopper wrote this wonderful piece for the Chicago reader, essentially saying that they're, two sides of the same coin that the back in blacks Amy Winehouse was like I'm young and fucking up and having fun and Nick Caves was like I'm middle aged to past middle aged and I'm trying to fucking have fun but no one will fucking have fun with me yeah those are that's a that's a very good like you know again we have spiritual siblings here very spiritually sibling uh, list <laughs> have you ever read any Nick Cave uh, any of his auto, not autobiographies any of his novels no, I've not. The um, what's, he, what's he talk about? Bunny Monroe, the most recent one, is really wonderful because he puts Kylie Minogue and Avril Lavigne in the book. As he's like an old man that's trying to fuck it. It's really good. It's worth your time. Super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just have sex with him. Jesus, he's famous. It should be. It should be no problem. All right, what's your number one? Number one is "What's Up, Fat Lip" by Fat Lip. What a great song. Ain't got no homies that got my back. Yeah, I'm a brother, but sometimes I don't feel black. My girl is white, my game in sight. Niggas who ain't seen me in a while be like, dude, you alright? That's the, I think that might be the best uh, song, just in general. That's your A number one favorite like best song of all time? <laughs> that if, if you were to like look at like... You know, if if somehow stats were kept of you know how many listens you have for stuff before. Oh, that's Spotify your most that. listened to song. That might of all be time. like a number one ever listened. Maybe so. Do you know how could, old you were when you first well heard that, that song? Um, whenever it came out on, whenever the video was, so because that that was seeing it there and then buying like the Spike Jones DVD after the after that. Um, and then just like on repeat kind of watching that video and um, the behind the scenes and everything. So whenever that came out, that was it. So the kind video of, or the like single? 20 years ago or something. Um, the video. Because I probably didn't, I, I, it probably didn't get played on the radio. No, or at least not. what I was listening to. So that came right. out in... Uh, but the, the, the video aired every once in a while. No, it's that 2000. Right. Okay, so that's 2000. Right. So this song has been in your life for okay. 20... This song has been in your life longer than you've... More than half of your life. Yeah. Do you think so? That's it's one of those. Yeah. Oh, go. Do you think you'll ever not enjoy this song? Um. No, I bet I will. It's like it's it's an it's enough of one of those like it's catchy. It's it's like it's funny, but it's sad. It hits every it's it hits every spot that means that it it feels like 
kind of like candy in my brain, but also like, uh, but also it's like, no, but it's also a meal. <laughs> it's like doing everything that a song can do all at the same time. You know what I mean? I do. Um, my number one is somewhat similar in that way. And this is why I wanted to talk about when it came out And mine is against me's don't lose touch. Not necessarily just a song about aging. It's also a song about a fan base and a fan band interaction and all of that stuff. But to me, nothing screams, maybe I'm too old for this shit, than a song like Against Me's Don't Lose Touch. Local H is all the kids are right, checks the same boxes, but I feel like to this one connects to me in the same way that that Fat Lip song connects to you. This was, I want to say, 2003. It might have been 2004. And it was against me's breakthrough on Fat Rack when more than just gutter punks knew who they were. And it's aged incredibly well, even though there's a reference to technology in the phone, in the song. And even researching the show, I'm watching current clips of now Laura Jane Grace performing it. It's just as relevant in 2021 as it was nearly two decades ago. And... I love it, and the video is similar to the Spike Jones video. The video is memorable in very subtle ways. Um, it's shot backwards and forwards. At certain points, it's backwards. At certain points, it's forwards. It's really basic and simple, and whenever I think about what I'm doing, what I'm doing in terms of a crowd, this song is usually in my head at least once a day. So how old, how old do you feel? My age. I always feel my age, and I'm... I don't know if you're trying to lean into a Blink-182 reference, but I always feel my age. <laughs> you look great, by the way. Fuck you, this man. Is, uh, just for anyone listen, this is for anyone listening. This is the first time we've I've, I've seen you on one of these because we have a video on now. Yeah, Zencaster updated, and I've been trying to turn off the video other than just like putting a Post-it note on, and I decided to just let it run. I have a lot yeah, of hair right now. Just go for it. <laughs> You got a you got a shaggy mop top. I like it. Yeah, it's really bad. My wife is not a fan of this hair, and I don't blame her. Um, and I kind of want to shave it off, but not do skinhead stuff. And feels like it's not a good time for that. <laughs> you don't have to do the stuff. <laughs> you can just get the haircut. <laughs> just get a little clip or do the sides. You'll feel great. Ugh. Is there any almost made it on your list? Uh, I had one almost made it. Uh, I had grown up by Danny Brown, and I just thought it was maybe it was more too reminiscent without having learned anything. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more just like remember that, <laughs> which is great too, which I, and I love that song, but it didn't have the uh, the melancholy. I feel like maybe it does. It it probably does. But Here's the thing. Why does this have to be a melancholy well. thing? Because I agree with you. A lot of the songs that didn't make my list are either a little it, bit. It, it, there's something about the sadness, but it's not necessarily a sad song. Like Don't Lose Touch is not a sad song. Fat Lips, not a sad song. No Pussy Blues is not a sad song. Some of them are. I mean, like, that's the thing. You, I think you need to. You got to expand that mind, man. That, these are all sad. <laughs> all these songs are sad. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the ones that almost Every made my list. Sad song. <laughs> uh, some of the ones that almost made my list were Billy Nelson's edition, a rendition of "Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain," 
from Redheaded Stranger. Jenny Lewis's head's going to roll. I already spoke about why that didn't include. Fiddler's By Myself, a recent song from Fiddler about how he is an alcoholic and maybe uh, everyone in the band is trying to tell him something about you should probably stop drinking by yourself. Uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Uh, kept that out for obvious ego reasons. Rolling Stone's Dead Flowers almost made the list. And Bob Dylan's You're Going to Make Me Lonesome When You're Gone. Same idea, though. Like, they... They almost were about aging, but it's really just more about specific problems. For Dylan, it's infidelity. For the Stones, it's uh, Altamont. For Pink Floyd, it's the fucking uh, hard drugs and abuse. For Fiddler, it's alcoholism. Jenny's and Willie's aren't... Those almost fit, but those were the almost rands. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't... Like, There's is there a reason that... uh... Uh, the massacre at Altamont didn't relate to you very specifically and personally. <laughs> Haven't you? Have you never done a show where the Hell's Angels have murdered? <laughs> you, me, them, everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you meet them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at sign Y M T E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping. Friends and family. I'll be keeping.